Hello, and welcome to The Blueprint, lifestyle design podcast, unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Blueprint. Excited to be here with you today. We are talking with Nas Parzian. Uh, she's a holistic health consultant. She's a coach, an educator, an academic nurse, and she helps people to master their inner wellness. So uh, Nas, welcome to the podcast. So good for you to join us here. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. All right. So let's uh, find out a little bit more about you. So I said in our, our chat that we were having just uh, a little bit earlier, you, I you can't help but notice that you have a doctor at the front of your name. Can you give us a bit of a, um, a, a journey? How did, how did you get to that um, position? You've got lots of different things that you do. So I'm just really fascinated to hear about how you, how yeah. you came to that. Sure. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so I like the way that you say, you know, the doctor, you know, next to your name. Well, it's impressive. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. So first of all, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, so it's basically a PhD and, mm. you know, it's just a doctorate in nursing. So my background is uh, just getting back to nursing many years ago. So I just started with, you know, general nursing and then did some more work um, in chronic illnesses and quality of life stuff and these things. And then I moved to pediatrics, so <laughs> really different areas. Uh, so until uh, about 15 years ago that uh, in Australia, Deakin University, I started to do a project for my PhD on spirituality and health. Hmm. Um, and yes, considering, you know, I have a really deep and rich background, uh, which is kind of connected to mystical stuff. Hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of Rumi. I'm just grown up with those kinds of things. So it was always my passion to do something more specifically about the deeper aspects of human being. So that's why I, yeah, I just, I just chose that topic, which was a bit challenging at the time because, mm. you know, spirituality is perhaps more well known now in science. But at the time that I was doing that, it wasn't like that. Uh, but really surprisingly, the results of my project uh, were received so amazingly by some uh, scientific international conferences. And I yeah. presented, yeah, I presented, you know, even in IDF, International Diabetes Federation, um, conferences a few times because uh, the project was focusing on diabetes type 1. So, yeah, so since then, I, to be honest, I decided I made my choice to focus on this area because um, it was clearly revealed in my project that yes and yes, spirituality and it wasn't actually, you know, the focus wasn't on religion. It was way beyond and broader than that. Uh, the focus was more on self-transformation 
And the results came from uh, beautiful young adults with diabetes type 1 showed two very significant aspects of their transformation through the journey uh, with chronic illnesses, which were the two aspects were um, creating a new meaning mm. um, in given situation and connectedness, connections. So these two concepts really attracted me. So I just decided to go more, you know, in depth into those, these things. So I worked more on those on the aspects of meaning making. Um, if you know the book of the man's meaning, uh, the man's search for meaning uh, mm. from Viktor Frankl. Yeah. So uh, actually I read that book, I think, you know, in my early 20s, something like that for the first time. Then I got back to that book again with, the second vision, second insight, and I found really, you know, deep stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I started teaching spirituality and health in, um, in the university, you know, Australian Catholic University for a few years. Then, for some reasons, the unit, you know, removed from the curriculum, <laughs> unfortunately. So I just said, okay, so what can I do? Then I just decided to do the other things and um, just went through learning other modalities, uh, integrative NLP, hypnotherapy, mindfulness, and just very recently, in the last few years, um, I got attracted by heart intelligence because I think, you know, the heart is absolutely the center of that connectedness. Mm. And yeah, so this is something which is the center of my business as well because i i've been actually i just established my business a few years ago uh it was originally with another name art for inner growth then i actually thought about some new creation so i changed the name a couple of years ago dr nas inner wellness because i'm going actually to focus more on wellness which is 100 percent an inner job what a journey. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's so exciting. Um, you mentioned uh, that there, you know, it wasn't easy always to find scientific um, validation for some of the, the areas that you were digging into uh, in spirituality. Um, how, how did you overcome that? You, you know, I know from doing some study myself that they're very big on, you know, you, you need to find other sources uh, to back up what you're what you're proposing how did you, how did you do that did you conduct your own experimentation or did you um did you find other people in common you know some connections out there yeah very good questions yeah it was actually a very challenging journey at the start i think you know for six to one for the first six months to 12 months to one year I only focused on literature review and, and I'm not sure how many literature, I think 400, 500, something like that. Mm. So it was, it was massive. And I started at the University of Melbourne, actually, my PhD, I started at the University of Melbourne and then I moved to Deakin because I was going actually to follow my supervisor. And University of Melbourne, you know, is really high in terms of, so it was so challenging. And in the very first year, 
um, at the end of this year of your PhD uh, candidature, you need to confirm your you 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 have the formal confirmation with expert panels, you know, asking questions, questions, questions. So that was the most stressful part of my PhD because, you know, I was just, you know, sitting in a room with so many experts who basically, except my supervisor, the other people were not really familiar with the concept and they were not really positive about it. Were they skeptical? So, yes, that's yeah, right. right. Yeah. So, and they grilled I you? Defended, I defended. Yeah, I defended. And it was just, it was so exciting, you know, when they said, yes, you can do it. And mm. the different, because, yeah, so all I did was just, you know, referencing to evidence. Yeah. to the literature because this is exactly you know what science is all about evidence mm. and uh so yeah i actually try to stick to evidence and i'm still you know sticking to evidence mm. because because i'm an academic and uh yeah so any questions they asked i just came with you know with you know kind of validation from from irrelevant evidence. Mm. Um, so I know that, you know, in our business and in our practice, we usually use our lived experiences as well, which is so, so, so valuable. Mm. Uh, but in academia, you always need to. And in my research project, yes, I did. I did actually, you know, um, I followed the actual, you know, scientific protocol of research. Uh, if you are familiar with the research uh, methodology, I use both quantitative and qualitative. So that means I came with the actual statistical results in mm. the quantitative part. So um, I just got the results from, you know, HbA1c, which is the main criterion for diabetes management, blood glucose level and all those sorts of stuff. And I used a questionnaire, I actually validated, I designed a new questionnaire as a spirituality questionnaire. And the questionnaire is being used by many, you know, psychology students now. Uh, so that was actually a, a big, you know, part of my uh, PhD journey, designing a questionnaire. So, yeah, so I use that questionnaire and I use another questionnaire, coping questionnaire. So everything were really, really significantly associated by stats. Mm. <laughs> that was so exciting. So the second um, phase of my research, I used the qualitative uh, methodology. So I sat with my uh, participants and discussed for hours and hours. So some things uh came up from that part of the study qualitative part of the study and the themes that i mentioned to you meaning creation and connectedness these are the themes that directly came uh directly emerged from the data from you know participants uh in the qualitative yeah so and also i included health professionals you know some diabetes educators um and the reason that I did that was trying to find a gap because uh, diabetes educators believe that they know what is a spirituality and they know the spiritual aspects of care, uh, you know, are important and they do it. However, 
the young people with diabetes believe that no, this is a gap in healthcare system. Yeah, right. And yeah, so uh, then you know, yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't, um, I couldn't get any further fund to continue more research after that. I tried a couple of times. Um, but I couldn't, I wasn't successful to get the fund to continue more research because my plan was just um, doing something more practical and, for example, setting career guidelines, something just to consider more holistic aspects of care. Uh, but yeah, that didn't happen. But then I just ended up to to yeah create my own business and do whatever i can you know yeah and i guess that's that's going to lead me to my next question like uh in the medical field like um both my parents uh have a medical background and when i think of medicine i think of fairly a cold clinical uh approach uh with trying to marginalize any emotion trying to um, stick to purely rational thought. Um, that's my impression of the medical space. And then uh, when I think of holistic health, I kind of think of the opposite. You know, I think that uh, you are trying to engage your emotions. You are trying to um, uh, bring a full the full aspects of our humanity to the table and and draw from all the be benefits of those i guess to do um what your the, the research that you're doing how do you how do you make the next step from okay you've done the research you've you've you know that it's true uh, based on the work that you've done how do you then make the next step of trying to shift culture um in in the medical space is it is that the work that you're doing in your business or do you kind of just pull back from the the medical culture and just let them do their thing and you go and do yours you know what's your approach there oh uh, that is so challenging question <laughs> to be it honest it is and i know uh, because i have the same issue in the education space you know education yeah. has its own culture and uh, whether to go in and try and change or to just go and do your own thing is is something i've done battle with so i'm interested to hear your take on yeah. it yeah to be honest uh because i'm a kind of person that one of my highest values in my earth life is authenticity and mm. integrity so i cannot lie i can't lie to myself you know i need to be really honest and in integrity with myself so that's why perhaps no i don't believe that i should separate what i'm doing in my in my medical side you know because i'm i'm an educator i'm you know teaching to you know students nursing students in university so i can actually separate that part from why we definitely need to stick to the guidelines hmm. that is that is something you know we, we definitely need to do it um, but still i'm trying to carry my message to my students as well because uh the point is we are talking all the time it's years and years that we are talking about holistic care but practically we are failing mm. 
And this is actually something that I, I usually bring into the discussion with my students and I brainstorm with them and I just said, okay, so give me, give me your points, give me your ideas. What's the reason, especially mental health mm. and chronic illnesses both. Uh, we fail because we are sticking to the really, you know, old fashioned, you know, old school conventional medicine that are not against it. It's, it's great. It's amazing in some specific situations. For example, I don't know if, if you, if you break your leg, you can't do anything with holistic care. You need to go to the conventional medicine yeah. process. Uh, but if you deal with with a chronic, for example, mental condition, uh, or with coping with a chronic, you know, physical health condition, it's not all about just going to see a doctor and just, you know, get a prescription and get back to your, you know, quality life. No, mm. that is not, that is not working. And, and we see this is not working, you know, even with the current situation, we see that, you know, stress is in the highest level and we don't do the right things to, mm. to manage it. So yes, definitely I'm sticking to my message when I'm working, you know, with my students at the university and, um, you know, to, to any possible capacity because I definitely need to consider that. So it's just a balance that I need to make. Uh, but in my business, perhaps I have more freedom yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's me. Uh, and I can include my, you know, other uh, education and qualification, you know, in hypnotherapy, NLP, and, you know, the heart intelligence stuff, uh, because I believe that we need we need to broaden, you know, our insight and perspective. We need to be open mm. um, about everything, every new things, you know, coming, uh, just showing up uh, to improve our yeah. wellness, quality of life, and these stuff are so gold, you know, hypnosis, NLP. However, I think that we possibly need to combine them uh, and use, you know, the approach, which is considering, you know, multi-modalities, something yeah. like that, um, as well as including the knowledge, lived experience, because every individual, you know, is unique, is different, has a specific needs. Uh, so with combining all of these modalities, we possibly can achieve that. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, that uniqueness, if that does make sense, because for some people may, for example, hypnotherapy works, mm. you know, greatly for some other people, maybe, or, you know, if you just combine all of these things as one, training that can cover you know the different aspects of mind heart and body and also science you know as yeah. a backup that would be great yeah 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 and i think the great thing about that approach is that um one it's balanced but two it also um almost forces us to bring more people to the table 
you know, so it's not just a, you know, a doctor and then a, a patient kind of thing is a whole community that can join in on, um, on this, this strategy. And I think, you know, empowering a community of people around, uh, an individual or, or, or a group of individuals is a great way to approach health, approach education, all of these things that have traditionally been done in a very triangle. I call it the triangle methodology, but, um, you know, bringing a bit more um, collaboration into the picture is very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned um, the the current situation, and for those of you listening, um, we are recording this. You know, we're in to uh, in the middle of the COVID crisis. If you're listening to this, you know, two years <laughs> yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and anxiety is a big issue for a lot of people uh, at the moment. If I could ask you, you know, what would your strategy or strategies be, you know, some practical strategies that people could take to kind of help them through in this difficult time. Yes, yeah, that is definitely needed. Uh, okay, so where should I start? We actually know a lot of things about anxiety management and stress management, uh, but sometimes uh, they are working kind of, you know, like like temporary uh, and they are not you know the impact is not quite lasting what's the reason what's the reason that for example when we sit and do a meditation with a group of people we feel really calm relaxed for a few hours or maybe for a day or maybe for a couple of days uh, but after you know we experience another chaotic you know I don't know, event, or just we listen to the news, or we just, and again, you know, things coming back. Mm. Um, and that's normal. It's just happening to all of us, yeah? yeah <laughs> so, sure. so, yeah, we do a lot of efforts just to manage an anxiety and do, and, and they are all great. For example, tapping, you know, it's really evidence-based and it helps. Uh, a lot of people, you know, use tapping. Uh, I would definitely suggest everything needs to be ongoing and it they need to be part of our life like mm. like eating drinking you know like the very basic biological human needs mm. this is number one that we need to consider number two is a lot of time we are especially in social media and even you know even by amazing spiritual people, sometimes we are advised to go really, you know, overloaded by perpetual positivity, mm. uh, which is, which is, I don't know, the positivity is great, but it shouldn't be that much overloaded to, uh, to end up to ignoring your emotions because mm. that's that's something is very tricky and you know I'm really conscious about you know the way that I say it because because I definitely advocate and love positivity. It's mm. not about that. It's about you know we definitely need to make sure that we do not suppress mm. our emotions. We do not ignore our emotions and this is where we start to ignore our heart mm. 
while the heart is so so powerful in the process in, in the process of whatever you do to manage your anxiety or stress mm. and the reason that heart is powerful is because heart is is involved with so uh, strong and powerful electromagnetic energy mm. that can work you know within your body as well as without you know the outside of your body they say that you know the, the electromagnetic field can be measured in 10 feet outside of your body wow. uh yeah so this is something that Hartmann institute you know mm. it's evidence-based mm. so that's actually number two you know number one was just making sure that whatever we do is ongoing and is part of our everyday life like eating drinking sleeping everything like that number two is we need to make sure that we communicate we communicate with our emotions so i'm not really interested to use the word control for our emotions i want to use the word regulate and communicate and process emotions mm. yeah uh like your baby you know, I, I actually give an example usually, you know, to my clients that if your baby is doing something right, what, what would you do? Would, would you, you know, kick her out of your home? <laughs> or would you? So you, you hike her, you hike him, and at the same time, you just start. So this is exactly what we need to do for our baby emotions. Mm. And our emotions are like exactly our babies. And we need to communicate if you know if you if you are in fear that's fine i should accept that okay i have fear hmm. i have a lot of concerns i have before we accept before we communicate to those emotions we are not able to go to the higher vibration emotions like love compassion gratitude and those things if i just go straight to those emotions and try to ignore and suppress my other emotions i would say i i will not get possibly sustainable and lasting results and i may just go back to those because suppression usually coming with you know the other way <laughs> so so yeah, it comes back so, to that uh, idea of authenticity, doesn't it? You know, yeah, exactly. Being truthful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, being true to yourself, communicate with your emotion, and uh, and it, this is not this is not a difficult job. You know, you can just spend few minutes time every night, every day, every morning. You know, whenever you are more I don't know comfortable uh, with your heart, sit with your heart and just communicate with your heart and with your emotional life, you know, you're communicating with your inner baby. Um, and yes, that there are definitely number three, there are definitely some other things that you, you need to um, learn about or just, and that is perhaps something that can be offered by expert people people who have gone through you know these journeys for many mm. years experience those stuff um and yes yeah, sometimes we are not able to do it everything for ourselves mm. i have myself i have myself a coach too with mm. all the experiences i have i have a coach too that you know because even you know when i know a lot of things and i do a lot of things but when i 
go myself, for example, to emotional breakdown or something like that. Uh, it's it's not easy to help myself, mm. and I need just to get a little bit of you know um, facilitation from someone who is expert in the area. So yes, I would definitely you know suggest people just ask for help. Yeah, vulnerability is is a power. Yeah, vulnerability is not weakness so just seek so seek support seek help from people who are experienced are knowledgeable are expert and have gone already you know through a lot of things similar to this situation maybe the situation is unique but we've gone through a lot of other things for example i myself gone through war gone through you know revolution gone through uh immigration so a lot of things got, gone through my relationship uh, breakup a lot of things and th this situation is is not the same is different uh but when i go back to to the situation that i was able to go through those journey and manage you know everything and then came up uh on the other side more powerful and like a beautiful butterfly i always yeah. you know use the word butterfly that means i have a strength mm. i have them yeah. uh, all i need is just just you know shift mm. my mind and my emotions and my insight into that strength side yeah. rather than and yeah sometimes we just need a little bit of facilitation to be able to get back to that you know strength yeah 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 and i think that uh links back to what you were saying about creating new meaning a coach can be so useful in helping you to to redefine uh your situation uh this is a question that we ask everyone who comes on the blueprint we all have a different definition of this but i always ask you know how do you define success or how do you define abundant living what does that mean for you oh such an amazing question it's and it's not one. actually it's not like it is a big one it's not easy to answer uh because i think it's very individual for every single person but do you allow me to use another word instead of success sure go for it <laughs> i would like to use the word fulfillment mm. instead of success because uh yeah i think success is a kind of a little bit overloaded word that we can use you know for many things uh and i might be successful at some stages you know in some areas but still not fulfilled mm. uh for example you know i'll just give you an example i just got my phd i got my you know, my successful i don't know whatever you know profession i established my business blah, blah, blah. so these are all success yeah hmm. but i may not feel you know in depth in my inner side i yeah. might not feel fulfilled and that means there's still a way to go hmm. so the life is always a journey so yeah so the fulfillment for me uh is more about being able to connect to myself hmm. in a very peaceful and um 
flowing, you know, process. And when I connect to myself, my, I usually call it inner self. When I'm able to connect to my inner self, I'm fulfilled with life. And the result after that, or at the same time, simultaneously, is just being able to connect with the world mm. and with my people around. So unconditional love, unconditional compassion is just going to be more and more meaningful for me. And this is about fulfillment. So when I talk to my students, my clients, when I teach, I feel really that I'm in this particular moment that I'm sitting here in the classroom where I teach teaching these things, I'm fulfilled. Yeah. And because I am connecting with my, my own inner self to mm. people around. I'm really a fan of the concept oneness mm. that is coming from Rumi. <laughs> so I think we are all connected as one. Um, as long as we begin to connect with our own inner self, we are connected, you know, with everyone else as one. So this is my fulfillment. No, that's a good definition. I really like that. And uh, yeah, I have struggled with the word success before as well. I, I know um, it conjures up, you know, someone who's, you know, at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in active where they barely broke a sweat because they're so uh, fit and they're about to get picked up and whisked away by a helicopter to their high paying job. <laughs> you know, that's the, the picture yeah. of success. But anyone who comes on the blueprint never describes it that way. You know, it's about authenticity, connection, you know, all of those things that you just uh, described. So thank you uh, so much for that. Um, I've, I've been uh, looking into some of the, the work that you're doing. Um, where can people find out more about your business and more about uh, some of the work that you've done in the past with your research and also some of the work that you're doing currently? Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, so my website, which is still under establishment, but, you know, <laughs> so the very first page is okay. So drnasinnerwellness.com, my Instagram, drnasinnerwellness.com. It's all drnasinnerwellness.com. My Facebook, you know, personal Facebook page, you know, Nasrin Parsian. And I just have a baby podcast, Inner Wellness. And also I have a couple of programs. I have um, online uh, coaching program, six week online coaching program, basically focusing on stress healing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I call it Inner Wellness Mastery. And also I have exciting news that I will have a training program um, soon happening in a couple of months. And uh, I was planning to do it in person, but that is not perhaps possible. So I just had to shift it to Got to roll with it online now. Yeah. So the training program uh, includes uh, two certificates, hypnotherapy practitioner certificate, because I'm a hypnotherapy trainer with um, American, you know, uh, board of hypnotherapists. And um, I'm going actually to present a new certificate on my own uh for heart-based conscious leadership um which includes yeah which includes kind of a combination of heart intelligence and nlp 
and I'm working on that now. So that's a very brand new uh, certificate uh, program, and I'm so excited that you know I'm working on that. This is actually um, it, this is absolutely my mission. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so that program is also underway. So I am targeting more coaches, consultants and leaders because mm. we definitely need more leaders who are uh, who are more you know heart centered and mm. they know exactly how to communicate they know how to impress people they know how to uh, approach you know their students their clients their team uh, in a deeper inside that can change yeah the world so that's why, yeah, my mission is working more with leaders, business owners, coaches, you know, like you, like me, <laughs> who are perhaps uh, change makers for the world. Yeah. Very exciting. So uh, for those of you listening, we're going to put some links uh, below wherever you're listening to this podcast. So you can uh, click on those links and go in and check out uh all of the programs that Nas has just mentioned. Nas, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for being here. I really appreciate you sharing your time with us, uh, your expertise. You've got so much experience, so much depth of uh, insight from all the different uh, fields that you've been in. And it's just a, a joy to be able to, well, number one, listen to that, but also share that uh, with my community as well. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Andrew, for having me. Actually, I really enjoyed the conversation. It was so authentic and deep. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nas. Such a rich conversation. Very intelligent woman. So many uh, great insights to offer. And she's been through a lot. She's achieved a lot. And now she's positioning herself as a coach, uh, expanding her impact to as many people as possible. It's quite exciting because uh, we recorded this interview back in late August, but right now the doors to her heart-centered conscious leadership certificate are now open. It's an intense uh, accredited training workshop. It's going to qualify with new evidence-based heart-centered modalities to optimize your inner wellness and improve your productivity. So if you would like to find out more about that, if you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Nas, if some of the things that she has been saying are resonating with you, then make sure you go to drnasinnerwellness.com and check out her new program. We'll definitely put some links below wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. This episode has been sponsored by the Lifestyle Design Quiz. You can go and take the Lifestyle Design Quiz at lifestyledesignquiz.com. It'll give you a free personalized report with your strength profile, your focus for growth, and some key coaching questions that are going to help you take the next smart step on your journey towards your maximized life. That's all from me for today. Bye for now. Thank mm -hmm. you.